0: What's going on, everyone? I'm going to try a new intro that's completely different. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually go into what I'm going to talk about, go into the then my um, intro that I usually have that's at the beginning, but it's going to be somewhere chopped up in here, and then we're going to go into the actual podcast itself. Does that make sense? So we're going to try this. It's going to be very different. You're going to listen to us like, what the hell is Javier doing? Just bear with me, all right? So in this episode, I'm going to be covering... The seven question framework that you need to know to ask yourself on how to write better ad copy for Google or Facebook or any other social channel platform to run ads or anywhere else really. So you're probably asking yourself how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable. You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach strategies or which digital platforms market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your business today? That is a question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr. and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. Seven questions that you need to ask yourself um, about whenever you're writing ad copy. When you ask these seven questions to yourself, you're going to know on how to better write the ad copy in every way, shape or form. Very simple, very straightforward. If you answer yes to these questions, then your ad is likely to to form a very persuasive argument. So your goal at the end of this is to say yes to all these seven questions. So number one is, does your ad attract the right audience? Okay, so this is gonna be based off of targeting. You need to start targeting the right audience If you target the wrong audience, then you're not going to be getting the right type of people. So this is where I get into a lot of arguments with folks that say LinkedIn ads don't work or Facebook ads don't work or Instagram ads don't work. And then I typically start off with like, what's your target audience? And they tell me what their audience is. I'm like, okay, it's very broad. All right, but you know, I'll play along. And I go, how are you setting it up? And then they go and they show me how they set it up and it's all fucked up. It's all messed up as far as their targeting. So they're running ads to the wrong audience. And then their excuse is like, well, it's just just too confusing. Is it too confusing or you're not willing to learn how to do it correctly? That's two different things. Okay, like some things are confusing and there's Google for that. There's YouTube videos for that. There's a lot of stuff that you can do to fix that. But at the end of the day, you need to know are you running the right type of ads to the right type of audience? So what you want to know is you want to know your ICP, your ideal customer profile. You need to know exactly what they are. Okay. Like is it mainly males versus females? Okay. What are the age groups? 30 to 55 maybe. All right. So maybe it's 30 to 55. So like for facility and property management if you are going up to FMS, then I would argue there's probably around that age, just 30 to 55, right? And then you might want to even start going, diving deeper into this. Like they're probably in the facility services industry, all right. And in uh, LinkedIn, that's what they're labeled as, facility services. And if you're going after FMs, maybe you don't want the facility manager, but maybe you want the like the director of facilities. So you're going to be going after like an audience that are directors. Does this kind of make all sense right here? So... First thing you get to ask yourself is, does your ad attract the right audience? So when you're creating this ad, you need to make sure that your ad, even the actual like image or video that you're using is attracting facility managers, director of facilities, VP of facilities. Like, is it attracting those types of people? If it is, and you can, you know, say yes to this, then uh, you check off that box. If it's not, then you need to rethink your ad copy. Okay. You need to rethink what you're saying here because sometimes people write ad copy and it doesn't make sense. Like, it's like, who are you talking to? You're talking to several people. And some folks where I say, well, I'm trying to like kill two birds with one stone. I'm trying to give them a little bit more too much, a a lot of information so that they see that we do a lot of stuff. And that's the easiest way to confuse somebody. Like I have this argument all the time with sales team about writing emails that you only can focus on one thing and one thing only. Okay. All right. Number two, does your ad hold the audience? Okay. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you have a strong headline in your ad. Okay. Your ad copy needs to have something that is a very catchy, a very, very strong headline that is like bam, it makes you stop scrolling. And if they stop scrolling, they're like, oh, interesting. And then they start clicking, they either click or watch the video. So like video tends to do well on some channels, images tend to do well in other channels. So you need to test this. You need to test it based on your audience as well too, because it could all be different, okay? So if your ad can hold the audience and make them stop, then that's good that means that your ad copy is already one step closer to being successful because that headline needs to be solid and strong number 3 does your copy create desire and so this is where most people fall short that they they when they write they they write in facts okay or they write in opinions and they're like well this is what it is that's great but that's not persuasive that's not making me want to actually keep reading. It's kind of like a preview. So when you go to the movies and you see these trailers, you see these trailers, you're like, holy shit, I can't can't wait till that movie comes out. And you should be ecstatic and excited about those movies coming out. But the thing is, is that imagine if these trailers, because Hollywood has gotten way better at creating these trailers, sometimes to the point where they show the best parts of the movie in the trailer, you go see it and you're like, well, that was garbage. But um, your ad copy needs to create some sort of desire where like Hollywood, like I said, is, is very good at this where you're watching and you're like, I need to go see this and you go see it and you're like, that was amazing. You need to be writing like that. You need to be giving them these desires of like, man, that would be great to have this. Man, I would love to have that. Oh, oh, wow, these guys can actually do this. So you got to create desire within your ad copy. If your ad copy is like, we do this and this is good, we do that, and this is good. There's no desire in there. And you're like, well, it's the facts. I could tell you this a thousand times, facts don't make you wanna go see the movie sometimes, most of the time, okay? It's, it's desires, it's, it's like, man, the feeling that I got when I saw that, the feeling that I got when I read that, is that. That's what you're trying to do. So ask yourself, does your copy create desire? And if it doesn't, you need to rethink this. You need to create some sort of desire in your copy. So people are like, I want this. All right, number four, do you prove it's a bargain? Okay, so what I mean by this is like, if you're trying to sell something, if you're trying to sell something on LinkedIn, running an ad or Google running an ad, you've got to say like, you know, hey, this is valuable in one way, shape, or form, okay? You can't just say free, because if you've got to put a value behind this. Like, hey, this is normally $9.97, but today we're giving it away for 47 bucks. And then that right there, you can create value. Be like, man, he typically charges $1,000 for this information, but today he's only gonna charge $47, and the ad inside like describes the value behind this and so you need to display a bargain so like if you just say something is free people are gonna never value what that is valued at so this is why a lot of direct response marketing is written in these formats of like a one thousand dollar value now only twenty seven dollars you ever see those you know infomercials that's exactly how they structure it. There's like, and this entire frying pan, frying pan set is worth $1,155. But if you order today, it's just three simple payments of $27.99. And shipping is free. And then all of a sudden, like that sweetens the deal. Okay, like, like it's, it's little things like that. So you've got to ask yourself, is the ad that you're creating, the copy inside of that, does it prove that the that the person that's reading it is getting a bargain because they better okay? And you're like, well, I don't know what to give away, Javier. I've got plenty of other podcasts that teaches you on how to create offers. Like, just go just uh, go into my podcast, find something that talks about talks about offers, and you can find that podcast. I wish I had it in front of me, but I don't have it. I'm sorry. But that's, what I'm trying to say is that is that you need to take the time to, to actually create an offer a bargain for people that are like, wow, this this was really worth it. All right. Number five, do you establish confidence? So when you write, you need to write in authority and trust and knowledge, like as an expert. And you can't write of like, and in, in like, well, some people think this. No, 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 there's not some people. Who gives a shit what other people think? This is what the answer is. You give them their opinion you need to establish confidence in how you're writing because if you leave things open to, you know, to discussion in your ad copy, then people are going to start arguing a lot of the stuff that you have to say or they're not going to even bother clicking on anything and they're going to move on. And so your your confidence needs to be established. So you need to to essentially say like, you know, something along the lines of like, you know, we've been helping facility managers, you know, not since 1977, but like you need to establish your confidence really well. Like, you know, one of our, you know, recent customers from, you know, ABC Dollar General uh, mentioned that, you know, our company is is the best because we're able to do X, Y, and Z. Like that's how you can establish confidence in other people as well too and in yourself because you're establishing yourself as like the authority. Does this make sense? All right, number six, do you make it easy to act? Now this is where a lot of people also screw it up. So like I told you, like most people screw it up on the actual right audience, and then people also screw it up if you know on the on the actual like creating the desire, um, and try, they try to talk in facts and stuff like that. But the other part that people screw up is is um, do you make it easy to act? First of all, you need to create urgency. You don't create any urgency, no one takes action. I mean, when was the last time? Someone says, "Hey, yeah, this deal is is it goes on forever, so you can just buy whenever you want." And you're like, "Well, fuck, I better buy this now because it's going to go away." Like you've never done that. Okay? I mean, think of it this way. Um Hobby Lobby, they they have deals of like 30 to 50% off all the time. Guess what? You're still going to get that deal whether you come back today, tomorrow, next month, next week, whatever it is. It does not matter. That deal will still be there. Okay? So I don't feel as though like I'm getting a deal. I just know that $20 is not the actual price, it's like 10, okay? So you need to create some sort of urgency in your copy and you need to make it easy to act. Meaning click on this link to get your deal and they just click on it and it takes them to a page, they submit their information, they get their deal and that's that as opposed to Click on this link and then call us on this phone number and then talk to Betty. And then from there, Betty's gonna start co- talking to you know, Billy and Billy's gonna start scheduling an appointment with our uh, account executive. Like, do you see what's going on? Like a lot of companies create all these steps. And you're like, well, well, that's how we have to do things in our company. Okay, eliminate 10, you know, ten of those steps and make it like one. And you're like, well, that's just gonna make it harder. No, it's not, trust me, because it's gonna make it easier for the person to actually act and move forward and buy something. Okay, so keep this in mind that like, the harder you make it to go buy something, the less likely someone's gonna go buy, buy that. Like, a lot of people have made buying vehicles, for instance, like I've purchased two vehicles in the past four months, um, have made buying vehicles easier and easier as the internet has evolved. In the past, it was a pain in the ass, okay? You know, same thing with like, you know, buying online. Like Amazon, they revolutionized the way you purchase things, okay? Like before you'd go to Target or Walmart or Kohl's or whatever, and now you're like, I'm just gonna fucking buy it on Amazon. And they made made it easy to act. So replicate what these other sites are doing so that people can quickly act and purchase, right? If your ad is doing that, then you're on the right track so far. Okay, and then number seven, do you give prospects a reason to act immediately? So I already talked about this, but you gotta create urgency. You know, hey, this is only available for the first 10 people. Hey, this deal is over in the next 12 minutes. Hey, this this deal is over um, at the end of the month, whatever that is. So you've gotta create urgency. You've got to lay it out like like, hey, this is going to be over on this day when this ad is over. Like, you will not see this this promotion ever again. And then you got to stick with that as well too. You can't be like, well, we're just going to extend it. No, no, no. You can't do that. Can't just extend it. Like, it has to be legitimate. Okay, like someone has to literally like see this and then you know feel like you know I better take action because I'm going to miss out on this thing. And so if you do that, what that does right there is this gonna allow you to start kind of, you know, like weeding out the people that are like tire kickers. And so you've gotta just tell them like, this is what it is. And so if your ad copy doesn't do that, then you're not creating urgency and that person's not gonna, you know, A is not gonna buy anything and B is never gonna believe that your deals are really deals. Does that make sense? So that's how you wanna structure your ad copy. This little seven part framework is really gonna help you understand that if you're able to say yes on each of these categories, I just you know talked about each of these steps, then your ad copy overall should perform really well. Okay? And if it doesn't, then you know what? You need to readjust this. Now, does this apply to anything else? Does this apply to like on a website? Yes. Does this apply to like a social media post? Yes. This applies to all copy you take this seven step framework and you use it anything else, you will start seeing some things move and flow really well. Okay. So just understand that the better, best way to to make your ad copy perform is to simply just go through this checklist, make sure you say yes, be honest to yourself. If it's, if it's a no, then you need to readdress it. Okay. And there's a lot of ways in how you can make this stuff better. Like I've been using a lot of chat GPT to help me kind of be quicker on some of the creative that we're creating. And so when it comes to like content, um, like it's just you know, when I'm trying to write stuff, I'll write some things. And I'm like, okay, how can this can help me better, you know, pump out a few more of these things? And it does a very, very good job. So there's software out there like you could use Jasper as well too which is a paid service but a little bit better than ChatGPT because their technology is a little bit behind so there's a lot of you know ways to improving what you're writing otherwise is 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 hiring a copywriter that understands this stuff or spending a lot of hours and time just writing a lot to where you get better at this kind of stuff so I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, let me know. But um, three things to ask you at the end of my podcast. Number one is please give us a five star review on Spotify or on um, Apple Podcast. Number two, connect with me on LinkedIn. Most of you guys are connected with me, but if you're not, you can connect with me on linkedin.com slash in slash Lozano Jr. And then number three, please share this podcast with a friend. <coughs> Excuse me. Other than that, Hope you guys have a wonderful day and I'll talk to everybody later. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, This is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. hurt my feelings this is more for facility managers I'm for facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing all right guys thanks a lot and have a great one.